3: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the family with Sage. <laughs> Sage,
0: Alex Brant-Bernard Rasmussen, co-host Catherine Brant
3: Tevin Pittman, and Andy Brant-Bernard. We're all here. The family's all here, here. I, except for Fawny, of course. Where's Fawn?
0: She's at school, and I accidentally told our summer nanny that I needed her on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays, so mm-hmm. we'll have to figure that out. <laughs> Uh, text messaging. You need uh, a
1: AI Thursday I secretary. Need, I need a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> that you would be it really
0: nice to have an AI secretary.
1: Speaking of AI, I just oh, read dear. an article about how all of these people are quiet quitting.
3: Or oh, quiet quitting. Yeah, quiet yeah.
1: quitting. Yeah. No, but, but what they're doing now—it's yeah. a whole new thing. It's now it morphed into something else. Oh. Now everybody has two jobs. Mm-hmm. and one of them is done with AI. Yeah. How are you doing your second job with AI?
2: They're not. What? And, I mean, it depends on what the job is. Like, you probably pull it off, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Figure it out. Like it's like, some data entry stuff, like, yeah. Really? <clears throat> or what if is it's, is like, multiple anyway? work-from-home jobs where r- it's, like...
1: They were talking about writing marketing materials and all this kind of mar- marketing jobs, especially in AI... The chat, whatever GPT, that thing. yeah. GPT. Right, That's like, hey, write an ad for such and such. But they're not marketing. Good.
2: No, they're not no. good.
0: No. Haven't you played the pizza thing?
4: Uh, Yes.
0: Oh, I mean, it's, I they're not good.
1: I did not hear it.
0: It's, it looks and sounds You have to watch it. Well, maybe, maybe it more than some people
1: it. are just really good at... Do you program chat GPT? No. Do you just tell mm. it what you want?
4: Yeah, it's a website. It's... A thing that's just out there. I've
1: never tried doing
4: it. No matter how well you program AI, it's going to produce something that's written by someone with, like, maybe a 10th grade education.
0: Yeah, like, remember... No, you probably don't. Smarter Child... It's basically, aim, yeah. it's basically smarter child. You're too old. You're too young. <laughs> Andy out. and I are right. Yeah, in the we did smarter
4: smarter child. child. It's basically it's, it is. it's smarter child. And that <laughs> yeah, that was like 20 child. years ago. And that was so. like, yeah,
0: it's not like everybody's saying that this Chat GPT is like amazing and taking over everything. And I'm no. like, this isn't any better than Smarter Child was. No. Like, there's this gal that I follow on Instagram, and she talked to the Chat GPT and asked her about herself. Mm-hmm. she was like give me some information about yeah, it'll just blah, 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 like, blah. write
4: a bunch of crap that sounds right yeah, but and doesn't not. actually mean she's anything she's
0: like half of it was right Yeah, right.
4: Well, that's and the th- thing is so uh, how chat GPT these- works is it was trained so it's basically it's a computer program
1: Sure.
4: you give it a bunch of information and then you say describe this information and it'll describe it and you'll say either that's right or that's wrong and if it's wrong it'll just try again And if it's wrong, it'll try again until you say it's right. So that's how it learns what... that sounds
1: very time-consuming. It is very
4: time-consuming, and it has to be trained on... um, A lot of different people trained it. So they'd go in and they'd say, like, you know, describe Romeo and Juliet. And they would just say, no, try again until it got it right. The problem is the people who trained it aren't necessarily terribly intelligent. So... When it produces something that's wrong that they don't know is wrong, but it sounds right, uh. they tell it that it is right. So it has a tendency to produce answers that sound right if you don't know what it's talking about,
0: hmm. but aren't. Okay. Yeah.
4: But, I mean, it is it is still right a lot of the time, but it's not like – it's there's no intelligence behind it. No. None at all.
0: It just uses – it's like a little chat thing that Googles
1: things for you.
4: Basically, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, this whole article made it sound like this is the reason why bosses should get these people back into the yeah. office. Because yep. if they're oh, doing three jobs <laughs> well, people at the same you? time and all they have to do is log right. in by 9.55 well, and they're People always good.
2: half-assed their jobs. Right. If you yeah. could half-ass I mean. four or three jobs at once, like... Okay, good for good you. So
1: if you have one employee that's willing to come in and work hard, that's probably worth for 3 employees. Mm-hmm. So you might yeah. as well just weed them out and get a good job. Well, employee. I don't
0: know, it depends cuz there's a lot of jobs that they're like as long as you get your work done, we don't care what you do.
2: That's true. Right. Yeah, if you can get 8 hours worth of work done in 4 hours and take a nap the rest of the day. Yeah. Well,
1: go for go it. Then. Well, I agree with that. 100%. Yeah. If you yeah. can get yeah. your work done, but right. yeah. you can't be doing a good job if you're running 3 different jobs on yeah, you know, in a day well
0: it de- i suppose it depends on you know i could see somebody that does copywriting or stuff like that mm-hmm. being able to do a couple different things because like oh i just have to get this copy out mm-hmm. at some point this week for like or mundane see, you know. tasks that don't yeah, require right. any creativity
2: yeah. or thought really or lots of That's, meetings or, right, right. Yeah. if you're like somebody's assistant you could probably be yeah. multiple people's assistant yes. working from home yeah
1: okay we should have uh, your copywriters start doing some ChatGPT really? copy and see how it turns out. <gasps> that would
0: yeah, be, be great. That'd you be should just do a
1: show of purely <laughs> ChatGPT copy of what yeah, what, what ChatGPT thinks that I should say. Yeah.
3: I already have Sage for that. I don't need. That's true. GPT. He will sage.
1: correct every word that what comes out Bob of your Bob mouth Bob, if given a chance. What should
0: Bob Bob
3: say? <laughs> Toodaloo. Toodaloo. just leave. I should just leave. Get Toodaloo, out. bop, bop. He's
0: cracking himself up.
3: You pill. I can't see your eyes, though, Sage. You're sitting too low.
0: Well, he can't be on this thing anyway, so. No. Why not? Oh, I don't want him on the.
3: Oh, that. Okay. Yeah. Um, social
0: media. But this isn't live. This is just. Ay, ay, ay. Ur- I'll tilt it down so I can. Oh wait, no. <laughs> anyway, <it's> this so <laughs>
3: it's this thing. There you go. Now we can see Sagey.
1: No, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm working my other job right now. I'll what? be with what's you. That?
0: In I didn't know what's that? What's the other job? job? She's a
3: copyright. <laughs> quiet
1: quitted.
2: Oh, you quiet. Quit- <laughs> quiet
1: quitting now, okay. this right <laughs> well, now. on another
2: show.
3: podcast. <laughs>
1: I'm looking for ChatGPT <laughs> extra podcasts. I don't so I can make no,
3: no
0: money
1: at those too.
3: Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. What's the latest? We have T.J. on the line. T.J. TJ Newman, ladies and gentlemen, her second novel, Drowning the Rescue of Flight 1421, uh, published, as a matter of fact, just uh, yesterday. So, uh, T.J., how are you? I'm I'm doing great. I can't believe that
6: was only yesterday. I feel like I've lived three lifetimes
3: since then. (laughs) Since May 30th, and it's May 31st today, so that's good. Uh, But uh, were they three good lifetimes? That's what I want to know.
6: You know, it's, it's, I say that because I've just been overwhelmed for the past day of well-wishers from family and friends and complete strangers who've bought and read my book, and are my first book, and are excited to read my second book. And it's just, it's been a whirlwind in the best, most overwhelming way possible. I bet.
3: I could see that. And it doesn't hurt uh, to have people like James Patterson say it's the first terrific thriller of 2023. He, he might know what a good thriller is. You know what I'm saying?
6: I I do, and up comes that word surreal again, because yeah, to have James Patterson say something like that about a book you wrote is, well, it's, it's, it's a thriller writer's dream come true.
1: Oh, I'm just reading through your bio here with the little bit of what your book is about. It sounds terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, Wait, the book or it's kind of like bio? my yeah. worst nightmare is what your book is about. Yes. What's your worst nightmare?
0: <laughs> you
6: know, that's... That's kind of the gig as a thriller writer, right? Yeah. Well, you did a good job. (laughs) Thank you. Thank (laughs) you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's uh, yeah. Would you like to explain what your book is about so that people know? So that
6: everybody knows what horrors you speak of. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. My uh, (laughs) my my book that came out yesterday is called Drowning: The Rescue of Flight 1421, and it tells the story of. A plane that goes down in the ocean six minutes after takeoff. <laughs> the passengers immediately evacuate until an explosion forces those who didn't get out in time to close the doors. But too late, plane plugs and sinks with 12 people trapped inside, including Ooh. the father and his 11-year-old daughter. Uh, and now their only hope at survival lies with an elite, Rescue team on the surface, led by her mother and his soon-to-be ex-wife, and while the setup of that is yes, it's scary, it's intense, and <laughs> and I won't sugarcoat it. It is. It's a it's a real ride. That's just the setup, right? The the story is actually about. That family, that fractured family that's trying to come back together. It's about the lives of the 12 people who are inside that plane. It's a story of hope and love and resilience as the rescuers up above and the passengers down below work together in the race against time and impossible odds to save lives and bring that fractured family back together again.
1: Sounds amazing.
3: Yeah, it does indeed. I I know. I do have to ask you a couple of questions. And I want to tell you one quick story, if that's all right. (laughs) That work for you, TJ?
6: Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
3: Can you, because it doesn't say in the article, and if you don't want to tell me, you don't have to tell me, but can you tell us, did you just work for one airline as a flight attendant? Did you work? uh, Where did you work?
6: I worked for 10 years at Virgin America, and yes, one airline, but with an asterisk. So we were, I started with Virgin America, but along the way we were bought by Alaska. So through that acquisition, it transitioned into Alaska. So I started with Virgin, ended with Alaska, and I flew for 10 years, all 10 of which were out of LAX, and we call it the family business. My mom is a flight attendant, my sister is a flight attendant, and... It's 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 a job in an industry I love so much that I wrote two books that are essentially love letters to aviation and to the the job of flight attendants and pilots.
1: So I take it you've never been trapped in an airplane underwater. <laughs> <laughs>
6: it's not a memoir. It's okay. No. It's not a not memoir. memoir. So, yeah. All right. Just checking. <clears throat> But I actually I actually just met someone recently and I was being introduced and, and the person that was introducing me said, you know, oh she just wrote a book. It's coming out in a few weeks, you know, it's called Drowning and you know, this whole thing. And the person looks at me and goes, Is it a memoir? <laughs> I look at them and I went, uh, It's titled Drowning. I hope Not, not. almost drowned.
3: <laughs> <laughs> almost drowning.
4: There you go. There are two real flight fourteen twenty ones though. Really? Southwest and American Airlines.
3: Yeah, fourteen twenty one. So Is that
1: where you oh, I wonder oh. if they're gonna see reduced
3: <laughs> ticket sales. Oh <laughs> way to go, TJ. It. You ruined their business.
6: I didn't, I didn't know that. Where are the routes?
4: Uh let's see. <laughs> American Airlines well, looks like Albuquerque to Dallas and so Birmingham no to Charlotte. Oh, I'll
1: probably never take yep, those. No water.
2: On
4: <laughs> yeah. No <laughs> water. No, no, no yeah, that's true. There's not a lot of water there. <laughs> Uh-oh. Southwest Honolulu to Oakland.
1: Oh, oh I've never oh, taken TJ. that
4: one. <laughs> TJ. TJ, you've them. Are you
1: serious?
6: Really?
4: <laughs> <laughs> that is A lot of water there.
6: The flight the, uh, the in the book is Honolulu, San Francisco.
2: Oh, Uh-oh. well. No. <laughs> this is this sounds very uh, predictory. G- TJ. Uh-oh.
6: I literally just picked four <laughs> random numbers. And, and the, the interesting thing was, so there's... My backstory is that one of the things I speak most about is that I'm, I'm here talking to you guys in the Victory Lap, right? I'm a New York Times bestseller. This is my second book. I've got movie deals. It's like the Victory Lap. But my origin is anything but. I I got a degree in musical theater, and I moved to New York, and I tried to make it on the Great White Way. And since we're not having a conversation about my next Broadway show, you can assume <laughs> how well that went. You and 20 so I left million New York other people. And exactly. <laughs> yes, I, was, I was one of them. And so I left New York and I moved back home to Phoenix, which is where I'm from, and I moved in with my parents and I did the whole, you know, 20-something, living in their parents' house again, you know, with a degree in musical theater and the whole musical theater community just told me I wasn't good enough. Like, what am I going to do now? And I got a job at the local indie bookstore up the street, and that's when I started dreaming again, right? Like, that's when I started giving myself permission to get back to my creative roots in a way that was a little less out there, a little less public, of, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go follow my dreams on Broadway. So I started writing at night, something I've always done, my whole life, but... I kind of put down while I was in New York, so I start writing stories at night in secret. I don't tell anybody. And my time at the bookstore was when my dream of becoming a published author really became a concrete goal. Like I used to, when I would shelve books by authors with the last name Newman, which is my last name, I would take my thumb and I would cover up their first name, and I would pretend that I was shelving my own book.
1: You willed it to
6: happen? And that's where... Exactly, exactly. And when I left the store to be a flight attendant, because, like I said, the opportunity came up. at a family business. I knew I had to take it. It was at work that I had the idea for my first book. And so I started writing that first book in the forward galley, and I would write by hand uh, on red eyes while the passengers were asleep. And I would write, you know, on the back of a passenger manifest out know, the back of a catering bill and just cobbled together a book flight after flight after flight and then when I started looking for an agent because that's what, you know, my Google told me of what I needed to do if I wanted to get a book published because I didn't know anybody in publishing. I didn't know I was doing. I literally bought a book called The Essential Guide to Getting Your Book Published and I just read it and followed the instructions and step one was get an agent. So I sent... My manuscript uh, uh, to 41 agents, all of whom rejected me and said, no, thank you. And the 42nd agent was my one and only yes. And that book, that manuscript that I sent, debuted at number two on the New York Times bestseller list. And I I tell that whole story just to say he was the 42nd, which is kind of like a magical number to me now because of that. And only last week, someone wrote to me and said, I love that you put sort of a tribute to your 42nd agent in the title of the book, Flight 1421. And I was like, it was like a light bulb went up over my head. I was like, I did not do that on purpose. That literally, (laughs) I just randomly chose numbers that sounded good because I think it was like, you know, 7, 14, 21, 28. Like, it just worked for me. And now you're bringing in this whole new
3: wrinkle to the, to the flight number. Way to go, <laughs> Catherine.
1: No, that was Andy.
3: No, that's yeah, right. That's it right, you. it was Andy.
1: Well, you should go play a roulette.
3: Yeah. <laughs> With those
1: that's numbers. It. 42. Yeah. Right? 42, yeah. Right? 42 yeah. black. Yeah. Here we go. Put it all on there. <laughs> 42 <laughs> black. Here we go.
3: TJ, very quickly, I just want to tell you a very quick story about, uh, you know, I'm reading all, all the uh, information on you, and about 20 years ago, I was down in, uh, there's a place, uh, well, the Breakers Hotel. You know where that is down in Florida, right, TJ? I believe, yeah,
6: I believe I do, yeah.
3: Yeah. Okay, well, they've got a uh, a community that's just west of there by about 10, 11 miles. It's called Breakers West, okay? Mm -hmm. And they have a couple of golf courses in there. It's really, really a nice complex and all the rest of it. So one day... 20 years ago, I walk out, and I got, uh, you know, I'm not playing with anybody. I'm by myself. And they said, well, well, we'll just team you up with another guy. He's by himself. So we got there, and we introduce one another, just first names. <clears throat> and we play a round of golf. About four hours later, I, and the guy was the nicest man, just very pleasant. If you hit a good shot, he'd be all praising you about your good shot. And we had a wonderful time. I just had a great time uh, the entire four hours, and it was time to – You know, the round was over, we separated, and I said, hey, great playing with you. Really, really nice, and I hope uh, to play with you again sometime. And he left, and as I'm walking out the front door of the uh, country club, this person comes up and goes, I didn't know you knew him. And I said, what are you talking about? They said, well, you know who that is? And I said, no. He said, that's James Patterson. I played four rounds of four hours of golf with James Patterson, never even knew it was James Patterson. He's just a great guy.
6: Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful to hear. It's so nice when when people whose careers you respect and admire and, and, and people that you've seen from afar, when you actually meet them in person and they're lovely, it's... So it's so validating to to the rest of
1: the image that you that you have of them. Didn't That's we, great. Didn't we have him on this show about a children's book that he wrote? Yeah.
3: yeah yep. Yeah, on. we did. And yeah. I told him told him about playing golf with him. He was a, he was just honest to God, T.J. He was just this very nice, very pleasant man. So the first uh, review of your book, I see the first terrific thriller of 2023, James Patterson. I'm like, man, this must be a great book if James loves it. I just,
1: and he didn't oh. pull that, don't you know who I am? Don't you right. know
3: who I am? Yeah, that'd be Go
1: rake my, rake my trap over there
3: for him. That is. Actually, I'm I don't James remember Patterson. the guy's name, but one other time I played golf with a guy. Uh, this was about probably 25 years ago. It was not at Breakers West, it was a different place. Uh, and it, his name sounded very familiar to me. And I cannot remember his name, but uh, I found out uh, basically a couple of days later that he was in jail, uh, arrested for murder, that he had murdered someone a few oh, days geez. earlier and then played oh, golf with me. Good. So that was a real thrill, too, TJ. Oh, nice.
6: You on the golf course is a, is a very interesting pairing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really. We yeah. do a reality <laughs>
1: show about you on the golf course. We should, <laughs> hey, let's
3: go play golf with Tom. <laughs> you could either write several bestsellers or kill someone, it'd be great, it'd be yeah. wonderful yeah but in any case let me ask you a question because it always seems to me uh, writing a book is very very hard work isn't it or are you just so tremendously talented you don't even notice is that the plan (laughs) say yes
6: (laughs) absolutely (laughs) i I can't even i can't even lie and and pretend to say yes dashed it off in an hour it's, it's It's tough. It is tough work. It's tough work, and, and, you know, some of the toughest part of of that is getting out of your own way. You know, my first book was tremendously successful, and there's pressure and expectations with the follow-up. And, you know, I put a lot of pressure and expectations on myself because people really came out and supported me on my first book, and they were entertained, and they let me know it. They let me know how much they liked that book and how much they appreciate it, and how excited they were for the next one. And I'll tell you what, when you buy and a book and take the time to read it, that is a gift that you are giving to that author that I do not take lightly or take for granted. I mean, to give someone the privilege of your time and attention, your time and attention is the most valuable resource you have. And, and I'm, I was so aware of how grateful I was. To my readers that i really wanted to write another good book for them i wanted to reward that with another good story mm-hmm. and and i the pressure was intense at first but i finally just had to get out of my own way and discipline myself and say this isn't about you this is about them this is about this story and this is about your readers so your ego and your fears and whatever you have going on it is not nearly as important as your readers and the story that you need to tell. So get your priorities in mind. And that was the only way that I could really, you know, um, sit down and, and write the story that I, I needed to write. And I'm exceptionally proud of the book and the story that I was able to tell. And I really rooted for these characters and I really love these characters. And And so far, the reviews have been very very excitingly fantastic, and I'm, I'm so grateful for that.
3: Well, that is terrific. Now, let's go back to the very beginning. So you're a flight attendant. What inspired you to write that first book? Do you remember?
6: Oh, do I ever remember. I was working a red-eye from L.A. to JFK. That's my route. That was what I did the most. Um, and I was standing at the front of the cabin, and <clears> I'm looking <throat> out into the plane. It's dark cold, everyone's asleep, quiet, red-eye, and I have this thought that their lives, my life and my crewmate's lives and all of our lives are in the hands of the Mm pilot. which is not Mm -hmm. revolutionary. I mean, yeah, they're flying the plane. That's fairly obvious. But it was the first time that I thought of the flip side of that, which is that with that much power and responsibility... How vulnerable does that make the pilot? And I couldn't shake the thought. And a few days later, I was working a different trip with a different set of pilots. And one day, I just said to the captain, I said, hey, what would you do if, um, I don't know, your family was taken and you were told that if you didn't crash the plane, they would be killed? What would you do? Wow. Dark thoughts. thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) It's a thriller, not a a romance. Not a a romance, it's a thriller. The look on his face when I asked him that question, it terrified me. Because I realized that he didn't have an answer, and I could tell that terrified him. And that was the moment that I knew I had the makings of my first book.
2: And obviously like working as a flight attendant for ten years, you're gonna meet it's like almost like being a bartender or hairdresser where people are gonna maybe you're gonna overhear things that people wouldn't normally tell just everyday person. Was there like any families or passengers that stood out as inspiration for the characters in your book?
6: You know, it's it's I always call the job of the flight attendant as being a professional people watcher. Cause that's just what we do. We we've got a hundred some strangers that we've never met before on every single flight, and we are trained to be situationally aware and trained to be reading them. We're trained to look at you know, ooh, this man looks like he could be sick. Is this going to snowball into a medical emergency once we're at altitude? Does this woman appear to be intoxicated? Does why is that man crying? What's going on there? Like we're constantly aware of what's going on around us with these people and trying to figure out how to mitigate a crisis or avoid a crisis. Essentially, that's the whole point. Um, and I look back now and I go, well, that's just character study. I'm just observing human behavior, which is nothing but but character study of who is this person? What's their backstory? Yeah. What's their deal? What are they about? And that's that's the job of a writer, is coming up with backstories and and rich personal lives for people that you don't know. And so I think 10 years of being exposed to hundreds of strangers every single day really, you know, lent myself to that being the inspiration for all these characters and and all all the worlds. Both both of my books are large ensemble um, cast of characters who... You know, I, in my first book, I describe it as the bell curve of society. When you're on a plane, it's come one, come all. You know, it's, it's, you're going to get a little bit of everything. And so I'm fascinated by that idea of who are these people? And if something goes sideways, what personalities are going to come out? What are these people going to be like? And that's, you know, my, both my books are the theme of ordinary people in extraordinary circumstances, on the
3: worst day of their lives. God, what a story that is. And I do need to mention something, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if you're going to get TJ's autograph on your book, you better get, get in line because apparently, Falling, TJ's first book, is being made into a major motion picture. Look at you. Big shot.
6: Thank you, yes, yeah. Falling, um, Universal, and Working Title are are going to be making Falling, which is incredible, and actually, Drowning has a movie deal as well. Warner Brothers is going to be making Drowning, so both my books have movie deals, which is just, I mean, let's recall it to the top, that word's surreal, like I don't Jeez. have a word to describe it other than that.
1: That's amazing. I mean, it's rare that somebody with just two books out has optioned both of them, right. and yeah.
2: And That's how in, how involved are you in the, like, development of the movie process? Are they just kind of taking your book and doing their own thing, or do you get to kind of sit in on any of the production
5: meetings?
6: Well, for Drowning, I am an executive producer, which is pretty Ooh. cool. And then with Falling, I'm actually adapting it. I'm actually writing the screenplay for Falling.
3: Wow. Oh, you know what? You should put a scene in there where James Patterson's playing golf with this morning show guy. <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking.
1: We could get um, involved as she was talking tom i was thinking about you how you notice everything about everybody everywhere you go look at mm-hmm. that guy over there the way he's wearing his hat look at that guy over there he's chewing his food look at yeah. that guy over there he's doing i'm like what who are these people i don't even you notice anything about? you like notice every minute thing about people
3: so what's your point
1: i'm just saying you could be an author
3: yeah yeah, there you go if you
1: could ever just sit down every
3: book would be very negative that's the problem
1: well i think there's probably a market for that
3: (laughs) yeah there might be that's true that's probably true but that uh, tj it's so great to hear that that, now how many years ago did that day uh to you on that day that hey i'm gonna start writing books. how many years ago was that you you thought about writing falling
6: You know, I wish I would have wrote down the exact date that I had that conversation and that I started working on it because I honestly don't know. My first book, I was working as a full-time flight attendant the whole time, and I wrote that over a long period of time um, because, like I said, sometimes all I had was five minutes. Sometimes I had, you know, two hours. Mm -hmm. It really just depended and i I wrote that book over a long period of time but 2017 to 2019 was a period of time where it was like okay if i'm gonna if i'm gonna actually make this thing happen i need to make this thing happen and that's when i really buckled down and and got that book into the shape that it needed to be in uh to send out and november of 2019 is when i started working with my agent and we started uh getting the book ready to go and and doing all that and then the pandemic hit which kind of threw a cog into pretty much into today caused a pretty much all of everything, you know, that all of us did. Um, but so I spent most of the pandemic working on uh following my first book and then it came out in July of twenty twenty one and now May of twenty twenty three is my follow
3: up. And it's so amazing though, T J look back you look back five years and did you realize, I mean, my God, five years later, you have uh, not one but two best-selling books. you got a couple of movies coming out. It's a pretty good five-year period. You, you kind of took advantage of the uh, pandemic there, didn't you?
6: You know, the, the, Churchill, he's got one of my favorite quotes, never waste a good crisis. <laughs> right? It's, it's,
3: Very good. Never
6: waste a good crisis. And that was, that was the crisis that, you know, we all sort of had to step back and go this is bigger than me and and it felt like you know what the best thing i can do to actually help my fellow neighbor is to stay out of the fray so me staying in my house and writing a book actually felt like a responsible thing to do in that so it's in a weird way almost gave me kind of some purpose to be doing that during the pandemic because it was like well at least i'm you know I'm, I'm sort of doing my part to not kind of make it any worse and not you know being a bigger uh, tax on the medical system. So, but yeah, that's that's what I did. That's how I distracted myself and kept myself busy during the
1: pandemic. Geez, all I ever did was learn how to make a good martini right, and some sourdough bread. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah,
6: you know what? One would consider that skill on par and important.
1: And
6: I'm I certainly that... did during the pandemic. Right.
1: Well, yeah. And I mean,
2: even oh, yeah. even just your journey of how you got to the point where you're writing a book is a very successful story. I mean, you go from yeah. getting rejected. In on Broadway, which was your—I'm assuming at that point your lifelong dream—and then to now turn that into a whole new career that's kind of in the same entertainment vein. Now you're writing mm-hmm. movies; like it's—it's it's very much so a success story.
6: Yeah, I'm a storyteller. I've known since day one of of being on this planet. That's what I do. My brain just is hardwired that way, and I'm—I'm going to be surrounded by stories and telling stories and coming up with stories and. That's just what I've pursued my whole life, and and I think that initial go in New York with um, so much, you know, pushback and rejection and such a headwind, I'm not sure I'd be where I am now without that initial thickening of the skin, if you will.
3: No, I think it's a good way to put it, thickening of the sure. skin. You have a great story, uh, TJ, uh, now you're still living in Phoenix, which... It's much nicer there in the winter than it is in Minnesota. I'd like to point that out.
6: I, You know what? I went to college in central Illinois. I'm a native of Phoenix, Arizona, and then I went to college in central Illinois and discovered what you guys, that, that whole winter thing <laughs> with the, the red stuff that comes down from the sky. And It was, it was a uh, culture shock, to be sure. The first time I ever shoveled a driveway, I, I can remember being like, are people okay is that like <laughs> do this all the time like is everyone okay but then you come to phoenix in the middle of july and oh. you have the exact same question Ugh, for us yeah. you'll say are you okay why are you here this is torture this yeah. is a cry for help what's wrong with you
3: a little toasty
6: they had a toasty it's hot in an oven
3: Yes. yes, it is hot in an oven. Well, I, one of these days you're going to have to go on tour around the country and sell some books and you have to come come into studio. It'd be great to have you in studio
6: i would I would love that. And I'm actually in the middle I'm on the first day of my tour. I'm in l a as we speak, and I'm doing a a twelve city tour all around the country.
3: You coming anywhere near us in minneapolis St paul
6: Chicago's the closest I'm going to get. It's only a
1: seven-hour drive.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's not that big yeah. a deal. Now, the only reason, the only reason yeah. I ask you that, TJ, is Minnesota is known and has been for many, many, many years to be the most voracious readers in the country. Minnesotans love to read books.
1: Long, dark winters uh,
3: will. Yep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> long, dark winters will do that. Turn
6: people into readers. That's true. yeah. I know that, and I know you have a thriving art community You're theater and your art yeah. mm-hmm. in Minneapolis, I know it is, it's really, a, it's a sleeper city that most people don't know has this huge cultural epicenter to it, but you really do. It, there's really incredible, incredible mm-hmm. theater and incredible museums in, uh, in Minneapolis. It's, it's, it's true.
3: It is wonderful. TJ, we look forward to uh, seeing you someday and talking to you again soon. Congratulations on the new book. Uh, drowning her second novel, of course. Falling. We're gonna have. I, I get, I'm gonna have to set aside to, to shoot that golf scene with James Patterson. But other than yeah. that,
6: I'll Jeez. let you know.
3: We can coordinate specials <laughs> All right, TJ. <So, laughs> thanks for your enthusiasm That was really good fake enthusiasm, by the way, that you just did there. Oh, I, see, I pretty... her,
1: it's her acting background. <laughs> it's right? yeah. her
3: acting background. Gee, Tom, that'd be great. I gotta go now. Goodbye. TJ, <laughs> 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 come back soon. Love talking to
6: you. Likewise. Thank you
3: guys so much for having me on. This is really fun. Oh, no question about it. Ladies and gentlemen, T.J. Newman, and the book is called Drowning. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, We're just trying
5: to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries.
3: And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy (laughs) if I'm hanging out with
5: you. Uh, Maybe.
3: (laughs) Uh, Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open... It's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. You know what the average high
4: in July in Phoenix is? One hundred and ten. One hundred six.
1: Oh, oh, oh God! I'm actually average. Yeah. <laughs> I have been to Phoenix in the summertime, and Ooh, it's, I, I could never. it's not fun. It's really yeah. weird because you don't, you know, you just don't think of the smallest things like. Opening up your car door. Yeah, they have to use an oven, mitts. Yeah, your oven hand mitts. Yeah. to open yep, their yeah. car doors. You have I to mean, roll
0: uh, down your windows, or the whole all well, the windows will explode because it'll get so hot in the car. That I
1: did not know. Yeah. Or sitting down on a bench.
4: Oh, a metal bench. Yep. Oh, something. no, any bench.
1: Just a bench. Yeah. Yeah, like outdoor play equipment. Yeah. Forget it. Oh it's yeah, I the metal the slides, slides here. It has to be <laughs> yeah. in the day. It's nothing. I was out. I was visiting my parents with my brother Terry, and we were staying in the same hotel. And we got back, I don't know, around eleven after seeing my parents, and we decided to go to the bar and have a drink. And we sat out. We said, "Oh, we'll go outside. It'll be so beautiful." It was just as hot at midnight mm-hmm. as it is at noon. Yeah, it the doesn't average low down. it like like doesn't cool up at all. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's crazy. Which, that's how it's been here the last three days. Right. No. When I, I
2: when I lived in Arizona, I remember there was one afternoon I was like, "Oh, I'll go for a run." Like it's oh, yeah, it's hot, but it can't you be that. About I on, the afternoon. I made it like a block, and no. I turned around. I was like, "I'm going back no, in the happening. house and eating some ice cream." How
1: did no, people live
2: there before air conditioning?
1: I have like how well the, there. You know what? The population was pretty low. Yeah, but <laughs> it was it had, had to be owned. low because they all died. And of heat yeah, from. Northern Arizona isn't nearly as. Flagstaff horrible. is
4: actually pretty nice. Yeah,
1: yeah, because it's higher elevation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Phoenix itself, Ugh. it's just really it's hot. Hellscape. There. Yeah, and also um, Tucson. That was kind of more of a settled area because that's got some elevation, even though it's south. It's not mm-hmm. nearly as hot as mm-hmm. Phoenix itself. Is very hot. No, no. Terrible. 1950,
4: they had 107,000 people. That was before air conditioning. It was 100, it's not 107, miserable people. Well, yeah, yeah, people that yeah. just
1: <laughs> sat in front There's of a fan. know, they probably sat around and bitched about the heat they all summer. Probably. They did the yeah.
0: ice cube in front of the fan thing, the big frozen. Mm-hmm. I wonder like
4: what the average high is. Let's oh, it's see. All those Adobe houses
1: and things, you know, In you'd...
4: February.
1: No, they stay cool. In the... but Never try in February d- 71, heat. which well, I hate when people Not say bad.
2: that. It's a dry heat. Okay, go stick your head in the oven. It's still like it's hot. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, it's still dry. hot.
1: It's still really hot. It's a dry yeah. heat. When my parents were living in Phoenix full time, my mom would get up at like 6.30 in the morning
4: mm-hmm.
1: to water her flowers and go out golfing before you had to be home by 10.
4: Or else you'd start to Because that's when it, yeah. I
1: mean, it's just terrible after The
4: ten. other Andy in the chat, uh, his friend moved away from Phoenix when he saw something. What do you suppose that thing a is? A lizard or no, a snake. No, it's related to the heat. Oh. His uh, garbage can knotted. began to melt. <laughs>
0: uh, okay. A garbage can?
4: <laughs> Plastic garbage can. Well, if it's sitting out on the no, black would, tar. Yeah. yeah, if it's sitting on... I can't yeah. even imagine how hot the black top must get. I,
1: I can't even. It's no. probably
4: you're, like almost 200 degrees. Your now.
1: tires yeah. could melt, couldn't right. they? <laughs> well, they're rubber, so maybe... Yeah, and I mean, but, like, everything oh, man.
2: is inconvenient. Because then, like, now if you have to go walk your dog or something like that, like, you have to think of every little... Yeah.
0: B- before yeah. the sun comes yeah. up, <laughs>
1: yeah. you don't live to a do everything in the shady right. neighborhood.
0: Sorry, get it <laughs> I would just live. I would live my life in the nighttime. Yeah, exactly. And sleep Nocturnal. during the day. Yeah. Because yeah. then, when the sun's not out yeah.
4: you get up to 160 degrees in the summer. <laughs> uh, it well. is it's 160. Just, it's pretty hot. That'd probably
3: hot. melt a plastic garbage can.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. A couple Let's of go.
3: headlines I want to read to you, and you can guess what it's all about. What?
0: I had another short one. Oh, go ahead. Another old guys having a kid.
3: Oh, yeah. That's exactly what exactly I was going to bring up hey! to you. Hey, who? On that. Well,
0: nope. oh, take it away, Dad.
3: Somebody's having a child. Mick Jagger. <clears throat> nope, old somebody guy. older than Mick Jagger. <laughs> about Ernest Borgnine, which the Ernest G- Borgnine might be dead. I think he
4: died like six
1: years ago. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, I was going to say. Well, speaking of Mick Jagger, the guy that you're mentioning, the girl that is having his baby used to date Mick Jagger. Fun fact. Uh, and she's how old?
1: She likes old Rich. 29.
3: 29. She's like 29. 29.
0: Yeah. She likes old Rich. Male. She has a type. Ernest
4: so,
2: <laughs> died 11
4: years ago.
3: 11 okay. years
0: ago? It's been a while.
3: Goodness. You know, the last time I talked to him, he, I was doing an interview with him on the, on the KQ morning show. Yeah. And he leans into the microphone. So, like, I'm sitting in Studio A, so I'm not in Studio B. Mm-hmm. And he leans into the microphone and goes, Tommy, I just farted.
1: I okay. like, what? Congratulations. Why would you tell me, though? Well, it's a morning show,
3: so, yeah, you know, but, a lot of morning uh, shows, that's uh, that's kind of the thing. Uh, <laughs> apparently, people knew that he had farted in Studio oh, B. I, let nasty. me put it that way. So, Gross. But, uh, he looks like a farter. <laughs> 83 years old, about to be a dad, 83 years old, 29 year old uh, mom, Girlfriend. Al Pacino. Mm-hmm. And he looks. Rough. He looks like 110. He, he looks also looks like seems like
0: thousand. he's insane. So. And he is... He is. Nuts. He looks like he's bananas. So
1: does this woman has a le- have a legal right to all the money? Because that's, I- yeah, yeah. yeah. so, that's the only way I could... They're not married. That's the only fantasy I could think <clears throat> she could come up with.
3: Yeah, they're not married. <laughs> to
1: hang with that is guy. This her, <laughs> is this her first child?
3: Uh, it says it's this her. will be the fourth child for the actor, the first for 29-year-old Nor Alfala.
4: You're
0: all
3: fall Definitely need to Google search her. <laughs> oh, here we go. He's going to Google. Let's see. Yeah, she's, she's an, an
1: actor slash model, It right? That would be me dating an a
0: 86-year-old.
4: Yes. No, more than that. She's only 29.
0: She's 29, and he's 82, Three. I think.
4: 83. Oh, the well, thing so I you're 82. 34. Uh, 34. So it would be five years, so it would be an 88-year-old. 88-year-old. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. That's
1: they're like weird. good. I know where you can find a whole bunch of, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: Speaking yeah, of Arizona.
1: True. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know,
3: Pacino and Alfala have been linked together for about a year when they were spotted at a dinner together. Uh, though Page Six talked to scores at the time who said that they started quietly dating earlier in the pandemic.
0: Mm. I mean, how how does that end up being?
2: Right, who set them up?
0: Yeah, like, like they
2: just—they don't hang out at the same places. Like she didn't just bump into him out at the club, or like somebody. And
0: she could probably date like most anybody.
2: Right. And
0: right. she
1: chooses an eighty-three-year-old man who got, looks terrible. He's got a ton of money. He's gonna die yep, soon. Yeah, it's all about that. Yeah. It's I mean, I feel really like the moment really. he'd take his shirt off, I'd be love. like, I'm out. He's uh, he for... <laughs> <laughs> not for me. I yeah. <laughs> changed my mind. It's not worth it. Nope. <laughs> Like I said, I she's know. going, she's thinking dollar signs. Dollar uh, I just, signs. He probably he probably owns several homes that he bought, you know, 50 years ago for $3 million, How and now they're 50 worth 50000000000 and billion. I'm sure yeah, a lot. It, well, yeah, yeah I'm sure out. it's a
4: lot. Let's
0: see. I mean,
1: she could probably date a. She's young, probably feeding him all kinds of cholesterol. She could be <laughs> dating
0: a young, good looking <laughs> 100 then, something yeah, million.
1: She, yeah. So.
4: 100
2: million.
0: I just couldn't do it.
2: That's pretty good.
4: Yeah.
0: I couldn't do it.
2: Because, like, Uh, especially like in today, there's so many like wealthy young people. Like, she doesn't need to find some old man to leave her some money. Yeah,
4: Yeah, but they're all insufferable
3: California types. So, I suppose. But
0: they're better to look at. Just worth a lot.
3: Yeah, there you go. Are they? Are they actually
0: better to look at? Yes, you got a bunch absolutely. Of tattoos than and
3: piercings and obnoxious glasses. Have you seen Her Al Pacino? No, I mean,
0: uh, <laughs> please Google Al Pacino. <laughs>
3: Something like that. God, there's some stories in the news this morning. You, where do, where do we know the name Tara Reid from? Was she an actor?
0: Tara yes. Reid was
4: in. Um, yeah,
0: she's an actress.
4: The hell was she in?
0: She's. She was, was in
4: Sharknado, I think. Sharknado. She
0: was in a bunch of weird. Wasn't she in the Scream movies?
2: Wait, is that the? Am
4: I
0: that's not of Tara Reid. I'm thinking. No, that's a different. Maybe I'm thinking of someone. That's a Maybe different Tara oh, <laughs> Reid. Yeah. yeah. Tara
4: Reid was in American Pie, the big yep. Lebowski. Oh yes,
0: American Pie. A bunch
4: so this, of stuff I've never seen.
0: So
3: this is a different person you're saying, Tevin? Yeah, I know who you're thinking of. Like they played those in like the. Yes, another uh,
0: blonde.
2: Right. Nineties actress.
0: Say? Scream, the scream movie. Yeah. Or scary
2: movie. movie. That's what you, Scary oh, movie. Scary, of scary movie. Yeah, she was on are oh, talking yes, about
0: Oh, yes, I'm thinking of scary movie. Know. Okay, scary movie. I'm glad that we could figure that out as a team.
2: The scary movie. cast it's
4: Balthazar Bethel Thompson all over again. You're thinking it's, of Anna Faris. Anna Faris,
2: yeah.
0: Oh, I mean, potato, potato. <laughs> I would, who was the Blonde,
2: blonde middle aged
0: white woman. Yeah. And then there's another one, too. There's a third.
1: Well, there's a Tara Reid who accused Joe Biden of sexual assault. So that to be... Didn't that's she just go back to London? Is that the same one? She's no, a- she moved to Russia. Russia. That, there we go, Russia. She what? moved to
3: Russia to
4: get away from him, I guess. Tara Reed was in Sharknado, I was right.
1: <gasps> but hey, that's a different Tara, Tara Reed. I
4: didn't...
2: No, it's Biden the same one. It's the same woman?
1: Are you sure?
2: No, because I saw a picture of the Biden one she was a brunette.
1: No, Tara Reid. this Oh no,
2: this is spelled different.
1: It's a former Senate aide. Oh, Different. Different, Different one. Not in Sharknado. <laughs> or Scary Movie. Not a Sharknado. Different one completely. I'm Horse leaning green. toward
3: he's guilty. You know why I'm leaning toward he's guilty? Why is that? Because he said, and I quote, I never digitally penetrated her. Now that's a specific denial. Yeah. yeah, it really is a Digitally very specific
0: denial. Penetrated her.
1: How do you, you have finger? How about <laughs> you like, do that? Really? A robot?
0: Okay, so
3: so <laughs> that means I have to watch what I say cuz Sagey just got back. Yeah, watch oh, what right, you cover you're saying. your ears. But that means the the leading two candidates running for president right now, one's the president, <clears> one's a former president. They've both been accused of sexual assault. Yeah. Yep, sure We have. need to raise that's, our standards as insane. a country. Oh, the bar is low. <laughs> yes. the
2: bar
0: why is so are we doing? Why is this it's, happening?
1: I don't know. And the one, I mean, okay. So the one that we're talking about played Vicky in the films American Pie, American Pie Two, American yes. Reunion. Yeah,
0: that's a, that's a different read.
2: That's
1: a different territory. Well, that's the one that we're talking about.
0: No, no, no we're talking about the a one different that.
4: Mr. Biden may or may not have... (laughs) is spelled like the verb read, but with an E at the end of it. Yes. Whereas the actress is... it's like ride. Yeah. Yeah. It should be pronounced ride, assuming she's... R-E-I-D. ...of German heritage. Nope, she's mainly Irish and a whole bunch of other crap.
0: Irish and a whole bunch of other crap. Scottish, (laughs) Italian, (laughs) French,
3: Hungarian, and English. I wonder if... It's a bunch of other crap. Because you have to have an ego so massive to run for president in the first place. Is that behavior kind of like I'm so special I can do whatever I want? Oh, a hundred percent. I That's think it right. is. And then because right.
2: to it's like it's when, if and when they get caught, rather than like doing any type of damage control or anything, they point at the other candidate and be yeah. like, "Well, I might have be
3: accused of this, mm-hmm. but it's not as bad as what they're
2: doing over here." I know. Here. It's like, no, it's like you, it's we can
1: horrible.
3: Yes. How about we get a decent person to be president of the United States? Do we have I don't think people? you can do that. It's not no. going to happen. I just don't think so i think you're probably right these people i mean everybody i look at now it's like you arrogant filthy turd ish yeah.
2: Mm. yeah and then i think you get a lot of decent people that just get put off to the idea of doing it because they're yeah. like it's yep. just such a scum fest that i can't i don't want to be associated with like that. scum
3: fest now we're talking well, it is a scum fest
0: what is the likelihood of well because it's going to be either potentially Ron DeSantis or donald trump right those are like the I two front no runners idea. for the republicans it's still a long way off <clears throat> but yeah it's, and both no thank you
3: what about I, biden you gonna vote for him
0: all of them no thank you no, okay but that's, I'm,
3: that's where i am right. is all i don't of them, know if no biden's thank gonna, thank gonna run again i hope <clears> not he's he's
0: old. Old. he said he, he, he is. is
3: he's too old he's way too old what do you mean he's only 10 years old and somebody i know
0: yeah, 10 years old. 10 years. 10 years makes a big difference. Yeah. Yeah, do you want to right. be
3: president in 10 Especially years? Especially
0: for president. Right. Like being, mm-hmm. yeah.
3: Sage, let me ask you a question. Do you think I'm too old to be in kindergarten? <laughs> I <Big>
1: think <laughs> <nods, laughs> yes. Big yeah. I like you thought about it at first. Like, like, Could I sneak you
3: think? in? Let me think about it. Let me think. It'd be yeah, like that be Adam fun. Sandler
4: movie. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Billy oh, Madison. Billy Madison. Billy Madison, yeah. It's
2: just. What's high school like? Stay here.
3: Yeah. <laughs> hey. Uh, wait, oh, hold on. I can't hear you. What? I'm too little to be in first grade.
6: No, I'm too little to be in first grade.
3: Are
1: you? You're not too little. I don't much think that's all. true. You're going into first grade. You're not He's going little. into kindergarten. Next year.
4: Oh, he is? <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's going into kindergarten. He's oh, <laughs> the year after In the fall. year. Some
4: people go into first grade when they're five. Wait a minute. Yeah. He's asking me more questions. No. What? Yeah. Nope. No, I, that, to, I don't no. think that's accurate. You have to be
0: six. You have to be. too little? Because you legally don't you have can't, to go to yeah, kindergarten. I'm
4: too little. Really? I think you have to go to kindergarten but not preschool. Yeah. So age you seven. don't have
0: to go to preschool. I don't think in some states you have to go to kindergarten, but I don't think in Minnesota you have yeah. to legally oh, okay. go to kindergarten. Yeah. But you can't start kindergarten until you're five, and then you turn six in kindergarten, so you have to be six to start first grade. I don't think huh. you can be five and start first grade.
3: Sagey just told me I'm too little to be
4: in kindergarten.
0: <laughs> too little to be in kindergarten. First grade,
4: you have to be six years old on or yeah. before September first. Yeah, that's mm. the cutoff. What?
0: Like Dan's birthday was September fourth, and so he was like.
2: So he's like one a full, the, yeah, year yeah. older than all of his friends. Fawn
0: or. has two girls in her class that are over a year apart because they both have middle August birthdays, mm. and that's uh. like the. Mm. And Fawn could technically be. Graduating from kindergarten this year, she could have stayed because of her birthday. Because it's like mid-May to September first is kind of the The gray zone. Gray zone of I guess you could start Mm -hmm. whenever.
2: So when you're so when you're making the decision of like, do we send her now or do we for like wait a year so can she be older? Did you want to wait and like have her be the smartest? It was really tough.
0: It was really tough for her. It was hard because she's really small for her age. Yeah. And so I was like, well, she'll either be the smallest person in her class and the yo- one of the younger people in her class. Or she could be kind of similar sized and be older and be, yeah, like really smart and advanced mm-hmm. and stuff. But her Big preschool teacher was like, send her. She's ready. She'll be super bored if she stays in preschool another year. She's... And then he loves school more than anyone I've ever met in my life. And his teachers have said that the, he's been bored in preschool for the last six months. Hmm. So I'm like, well, I guess I mean, we're starting them both in five.
4: I have no, a question. It, they don't do a whole lot.
0: I, their preschool, they have – there's playtime and stuff, but then there is structured stuff that they do as well. It's not like – just finger Daycare. You Not know, like it like was when we nap. were kids. Yeah, like cool. day, um, yeah, daycare <laughs> preschool can there be different than like when school I, preschool. When I was in
2: kindergarten, I had half days. The greatest thing ever. Just like walking Fawn out. Of, started in yeah.
0: half days at kindergarten. Their school has half days, which doesn't really happen anymore. That's, no. You know, oh, really? Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. I remember the last week we would have to like learn how to go through the lunch line because we never ate.
0: Lunch. Oh like that yeah, was part of our like curriculum. Yeah, Fon did half days the first half of the year, and then full days the second half of the year. Because I was like, you need to be, your stamina needs to be built up for
1: first grade. <laughs>
0: okay,
3: what I have a question. That? Oh, okay. Very quick question. Okay. Okay, I started school when I was four years old. And I started first grade when I was yeah. five years old.
0: See, so you snuck in under do some weird... That's because twins
1: went in 60s. Begged.
0: Right. Begged. Get rid of me.
3: Begged. Get them out of the house. Get this yeah.
0: maniac rang, That was some weird, weird. 50s. Out.
1: Nobody cares.
2: Right? Yep. They rang He looks the door. tall enough. Yeah, people still, the teachers probably smoked indoors
3: when you <laughs> yeah. were yeah. They probably <laughs> did. The, the same
0: probably rules probably
1: lied about your age.
0: <laughs>
3: Although... <laughs> the same
1: rules don't
0: apply. I mean, even from the 90s, things have changed. You
3: yes. know what my first school memory is at four years old? No. I can't say her name because she's a private citizen, but I do remember her I have her a name. feeling she was a private citizen. <laughs> well, she might not be a private citizen anymore. Maybe I could say her name. Yeah, she was probably about 20 years older than you, so. Uh, that's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, she could still be alive. <laughs> still be alive. Exactly. But I do remember, um, I'm four years old. I start uh, kindergarten at Emerson School in, uh, right across the street from, well, down one block from Loring Park. It's right over there. 12, 1200 Spruce Place. Right? I started school, and all of a sudden I found out that my teacher, Ms. So and so Johnson, uh, was uh, going to uh, take a little time off to have a baby. Right. Right? And that wasn't announced at first, but then I found out why they didn't announce why she was leaving at first because Ms. Blah, 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 was single. She well, wasn't Mrs. Ms. Ms., so, yeah. Yeah. She was not Mrs. Scandalous. Yeah. So, scandalous.
0: Well, so scandalous. My very
3: first teacher got knocked she? up and left the school. <laughs> I feel like half of my
4: teachers got pregnant at some point. Oops. Oh. Were, were I feel yeah. like
1: elementary school teachers yeah, they, are usually
4: just like younger yes. just yeah. Getting yeah. Married yeah, the second grade teacher at
0: so. Fond school just left because she had a baby yeah. and decided she wanted to stay home. I'm like, yep, these things happen. Yeah, we had a yeah,
1: these things do happen. Mrs. Bjork <laughs> doll. That's yep. life. She had a baby had when one. we were there. And the one before
0: her. Babies yeah. will there change a your life. Lot of, there no. were a lot of babies. About it. Christy, my sister-in-law, had three children, and she's a teacher. Yep.
2: And depending on what school <clears throat> you teach at, like, so I have a friend of a friend who they had to have like a very rushed we have to hurry up and get married because they teach at, like, a Catholic school or something like that. And they're oh. like, if they find out yeah. that we're having this baby before we're married, there's mm. probably going to be some oh, yeah. repercussions. Yeah, like, you could
1: get oh, fired. Yeah.
2: Yep. Yikes. Yeah,
1: I remember I had a friend. What was her dilemma? She was, work... she was very, very religious. And she, yeah, she was getting a job. And she, there was a question at this at Crown College, it was Crown College.
0: Which is a very religious mm-hmm.
1: school. And she said, I don't know what to do. I, I feel like I have to lie to get the job. What and was the question? I don't about the I just dump? I can't remember. It was some sort of like mor- On a
4: scale from one to ten, how much do you love Jesus?
1: <laughs> <laughs> she loved Jesus yeah, a there, lot. So that wasn't the question. Well was but the was not, it was some it was some like, stupid it was some stupid thing.
6: Do you live with a like did you ever yeah, yeah I don't know if it was like your your you drink
1: d- do you drink or something like something yeah. dumb. It's like none you of your know. business. From drink a lot. Exactly. It was something like that. And she's like and she was very religious, so she didn't want to lie, but she wanted the job. And I I said I can't help you with this what am i supposed to tell you to lie right. make you're you like, feel lie. better oh catherine lie. said to lie so now it's okay <laughs> i'm like you're gonna have to figure this one out for yourself well
2: if it even says you can lie then you can say you were tricked by you know yeah that's right by the devil. and i'm sure like in yeah. those situations it's like if it's like a do you drink and you're like yes but i'm not also not an alcoholic if that's what you're trying to yeah, ask so you like i need to explain myself here.
1: yeah but some religions don't allow yeah. any alcohol so
2: mm-hmm. Not a lot, though.
1: It's basically just Islam. and ba- not Baptist. I thinking, didn't Baptist, Jesus turn his... No Baptists do drink? And, don't drink?
0: I thought
2: huh. Jesus turned his blood to water. Wine. To wine. Water to wine, wine. So it yeah. be... That was Jesus. and
4: yeah.
0: that's...
4: Jesus can do what he wants.
0: Yeah.
1: But Baptist people are Jesus people. I know. That's what I'm right. saying. I'm, Baptist, I believe. Oh, my, well, Jesus my people, sister-in-law I grew up in a Baptist household, and there was no drinking, and no dancing, no music, unless I mean, it was I'm approved dancing. by the was, church. I would
2: say that must be like a white Baptist thing, because if yeah. you go to like a Southern Baptist yeah. church, there is a lot of dancing, and there's mm-hmm. probably going to be some drinking there too. But yes, they were dancing different... for Jesus. Oh, yeah, oh okay. Southern so you like saying yes. footloose it's style? Ge- yeah, you
0: can't yeah, yeah, out yeah, the yeah, bar. yeah. Okay, yeah, I got you. Yeah, like the music had the music they listened to had to be approved by the church. They could only go see movies that were approved by the church. I was like, this sounds like a goal.
4: Yes. (laughs) southern baptists it seems to be like half and half
0: southern baptists i about half
4: of them don't drink i went to a southern
0: baptist service for college because i was in a theology class that you had to go to three different religions services Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i went to a southern baptist one in golden valley and it was so freaking fun yeah like, everyone was so nice yeah. i was the only white person there and they were just like come here yep. and like hugging me and dancing and singing <laughs> and i was like okay and
2: everybody's probably like in suits like oh, all the women oh have I'm these the extravagant hats, hats so
0: on. Yes. fancy i think the there was hats, a woman yeah. in a sequin gown oh, no. i was yeah, like I okay know. it was yep. so fun
4: do they have northern baptists Big fan.
0: i don't i know is that the white ones <laughs>
4: Northern <laughs> Baptists, the white ones. And then Eastern yes, exactly. Baptists are Asian. Yeah. There we go. Yes, Eastern Baptists I don't think they're early. Asian. Not no, a whole lot of no like
0: Asian Baptists.
4: What are the digits? Western Baptists? <clears throat> Western Baptists? Cowboys? Russian. Yeah, that, that makes sense. No, Western Baptists, yeah. I What religion were cowboys? Were they Protestant? I
1: don't think they had.
0: They, they must are. have. The country was <laughs> their I religion. Probably Protestant. <laughs> I, would <laughs> <guess> <laughs> Protestant. <laughs> I
2: would guess <laughs> Protestant, Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they had a religion, just them and their horse.
1: As soon as I started, I couldn't even finish because was so ridiculous.
0: <laughs> Last God. night I was reading. Fawn has this book about Leonardo da Vinci, and I was reading, it and I started to read it into it in an Italian accent, and then it morphed into like Jamaican. <laughs> I was like, How did that happen? What Yama. the hell? It was really weird.
4: I get this idea for an invention. Now, I, know.
0: It was, I was like, That came Famous out. Famous
4: Leonardo da Vinci quote.
0: It really changed over the course. Of a paragraph. Accents
2: can do that. I yes. know. It's just sitting there, like very confused as to what's oh, yeah. going on. Oh, she
0: was doing handstands and backbends. She wasn't even really paying attention. I, mean, so I was trying Ethan to get now. her attention to come and lay down, but she was all wound up, and I was like, "You gotta go to yeah,
4: sleep." At this point, Ethan is yeah, we're reading, and he's trying his hardest to do a somersault. <laughs> <laughs> he can't do it quite really? yet. But he's close. His
0: legs aren't long enough to push. Him he can over. get
4: he can get about halfway through it, and then he'll do like. A flop. sideways Side turn. Yeah. So it's like a you know, well,
1: modified
3: I'm... somersault. It's a flop over <laughs> at yeah. this Hannah, point. Yeah. What are you doing Friday?
0: Uh, what time of the day?
3: Uh, the mid afternoon.
0: <laughs> I don't know why. Well,
3: Because Andy and Melissa and Ethan are coming over, and I want to see your kids and Ethan on the bounce house. Yeah, we could come over. They have swimming
0: They're lessons. Yeah, they have swimming They're gonna lessons. love the bounce oh,
2: house.
1: They got the, are are the bounce house.
2: Like, how big is this bounce house? like yes. 1500 no, 1, no, square feet. It's like half no, no, I'm not saying like it. can I come over it <laughs> as well and jump it's in It's like half the size of, the of this room. <laughs> okay, so that's a good that's a it's very good size bounce house. It's a decent. You can't can be over
1: 5 yeah. feet tall or over 100, 100 pounds, pounds
3: yeah. to bounce yeah. in it. Okay, well that's a good you're out of the mix.
0: Yeah, you can't bounce in it. I can't even bounce in
3: it. But I cannot wait to see that little yeah, boy. Yeah, we'll come
0: over. The kids have swimming lessons until
1: 11 in Egan, and then we can yeah. come over.
0: Yeah, oh,
3: between and Sage, Fawn, and noon. the
1: neighbor kids, they were mal- they were mistreating that bounce house oh, like nobody's God. business. Oh yeah, they Sage were turning it off, turning it, yep. it on when they were in it, uh, yeah, jumping
0: yep. over the like sign. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I, I
2: assume they just sleep extremely well after.
1: After swimming lessons bounce house yeah yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah that's
0: yeah they have been they both slept until like 8 40 this morning what yeah. wow and they went to bed early last night so they were just
3: they were wiped catching up
0: on sleep
3: No, that bounce house <clears> is going to be a big hit with ethan i'm telling you he's gonna love oh, yeah, it he's
0: gonna go nuts yeah well, he can't go in there without fawn and sage because well, fawn and sage fawn doesn't have she's done with school tomorrow yeah but they can't go wild
1: with an with no him. they know He'll go flying. <laughs> he will, right. he will He'll go flying. He builds the builds character. He'll fly right out. Right no. out. No. Right Fun. Fun knows. Fun <laughs> is really? always very. Well, aware of I, even I safety. I'm not worried about font. Sage, I am worried. Yeah. <laughs> Sage will have to remind a few times. Sage, I am definitely worried about we'll have to remind him. Sage is one times. of those kids, don't do that. He instantly does it.
3: Yes. There yeah. Is that. yeah. We have
0: a play date in the
1: evening,
3: but in the afternoon we can come over. I'd well, be coming in the afternoon and be great. All right, that's gonna do it. I thought T J was a great guest. She was a great job. guest. And
1: what uh, I mean, she must be a very talented writer to have all that happen with her first two books. <clears> that's year, amazing. So.
3: All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow.